This is the Sexual Alchemy Podcast for men who want to discover and embrace profound confidence, intimacy, pleasure, and connection. I'm Rebecca Lowry, and I invite you to explore who you really are as a confident, sexual, and sensual man. Whether you're dealing with specific sexual issues or you just know there's more to it than you've experienced so far, this is a safe space for you to learn, grow, and expand your erotic potential and possibilities. Hello, and welcome to the Sexual Alchemy Podcast. Today, I want to talk about how to find your way back to intimacy and pleasure, sexuality and sensuality, when there's been some sort of natural break or pause in your explorations. And so you want to get back to it. This comes on the back of a client that I worked with some time ago. He and his wife found their way back into some intimacy. But last year, they had a lot of family things go on, some illnesses, some death in the family, and their regular practice fell away a bit. And he contacted me asking, you know, how do they find their way back in? And I had a a few ideas which he said were really helpful, and so I wanted to share them with you. Obviously, everyone's journey out of and into intimacy and pleasure is different. Sometimes, you know, we fall ill or somebody in our family falls ill or life changes, job changes. Obviously, the last few years have been weird. And so there is a bit of an ebb and flow with how we engage with ourselves and with our partners intimately. Sometimes we're much more focused on it, engaged, and it's a regular practice. And other times it just, you know, falls lower down the priority list and we have other things we need to focus on. And that is normal. That is not wrong. It's not bad. You know, sometimes we need all of our physical, mental, emotional, spiritual bandwidth to deal with some very real life things. And that's okay. But then when that's, you know, been handled, how do you find your way back? So I've jotted down four things that I want to share with you, but I want to say something before we get to these things, which is communication. You need to have some really good, clear, honest, open communication with each other about, are you both ready? Is this the time? You know, what do one or both of you need to feel safe to drop back down into intimacy with each other? Are there expectations, hopes, worries, fears, and also maybe agreeing on a starting place? Because it depends, like some couples will still maintain affection and still be hugging and kissing and cuddling during those times and others won't. So, you know, which steps, baby steps even, do you need to take to get used to each other in an intimate way? And in an erotic way? Do you need to come back to cuddling, come back to naked hugging? Do you need to, you know, just start holding hands again? Or are you ready to jump in somewhere a little bit deeper? So have a conversation about that. Where do you feel you're at? And what is the place where you can meet? What is not necessarily the middle ground, but where's the overlap in truth for you where you can meet each other that feels safe and you're ready to, you know, be vulnerable and open and intimate and yeah, open those doors again. 
So my client very kindly reminded me of a blog post I wrote. I actually wrote it a couple of years ago and then I updated it uh, in March of this year. Article or the blog post is called Non-Porn Roots to Arousal. And that actually, that uh, that blog (laughs) got written on the back of a retreat that I was doing with a client a few years ago. A client and I Uh, went away on a private retreat, and he wanted to get away from porn, and he wanted to come up with a list of ideas of ways that he could summon up his arousal that wasn't porn. And so we brainstormed during this retreat, and we kept a list, and then I asked for his permission to turn it into a blog post. And, And so this more recent client found that blog post and reminded me about it. So I'll just tell you a little bit about what that says. So it tells you about the retreat that I was on, and it was about opening up choice for roots to arousal. And I didn't like write extensively about each of the ones. I just threw out a bunch of ideas. So for example, using breath. I don't know if you've heard me speak about this before, but breath is an ancient technology and you can use your breath to raise arousal, to lower arousal, to move arousal around different parts of your body, to share arousal with a partner, to have full-bodied orgasms and all kinds of things. So exploring your breath is a great way to come into intimacy together. And there's lots of uh, breathing techniques that you can use either on your own or with a partner to find your way into arousal and find your way into connecting with each other. That's really beautiful. Breath and energy. So there's such a thing as breath and energy orgasms. PC squeezes can help raise arousal or increase arousal. Hip tilts or thrusts. Uh, love. Gosh, I've written a whole bunch of things here. I've written kinky things, role play, pain. Some people are into that. Sensory play, sensory deprivation inflatable toys, biting, scratching, flirting, sucking, licking, teasing, (laughs) and it goes on. Those are just ideas for things to try, things to play with, things that maybe you've done a million times, but suddenly you think, oh, I'd like to try that again. So that's a blog post. I'll link to it in the show notes, uh, non-porn roots to arousal. Another thing that this couple had already explored and wanted to move away from, but I'm going to mention it for you in case it's an option, was toys. So they had, in fact, I can't remember exactly what they tried, but I can tell you, you know, toys such as vibrators, dildos, nipple clamps. You can get some really beautiful sensory toys like soft floggers. So you don't have to be into any kind of hard impact play or heavy floggers, but like you can get fake fur floggers or silky floggers. You could use silk scarves to stroke the body with. I'm quite a fan of a tool called a pinwheel, and it's like a metal sticky pokey thing that you roll on the body very gently because obviously you don't want to draw blood unless you have that kind of agreement and know what you're doing. Um, So pinwheel, all kinds of things and toys that you can play with if you and your partner are both into it. So that's two things. Another thing, another route back into intimacy that I'm a huge fan of is Betty Martin's Three Minute Game. And actually, Betty Martin adapted the game from somebody else whose name I can't recall in this moment, but she does credit him every time she talks about it. it there's um, a podcast I did with Betty a few months ago, and she talks about where she got the game from. And in the Three Minute Game, a very brief version of it is there's two questions And you ask your partner those questions, and then your partner asks you those questions, and so that makes their four rounds. And the question is, what would you like me to do to you for three minutes? 
And what would you like to do to me for three minutes? Now, obviously, you negotiate until you find something. So if I say to my partner, what would you like to do to me for three minutes? And he says he wants to spank my bottom for three minutes and I'm not in the mood, I would say, thank you. I'm not in the mood for that. Is there something else? So you don't have to do the thing that is said. You have to negotiate till you find a reasonable thing. And you can either say, what do you want to do to me for three minutes? Or how do you want to touch me for three minutes? And how do you want me to touch you for three minutes? Really good to start that game with a timer, put on three minutes and stick to those boundaries. If you're enjoying it and you're finding your way in and you want to extend that, then you can make it a five-minute game or a 10-minute game or an hour game and you each take 10 minutes or 15 minutes or an hour or however long you decide together consensually will feel good. But definitely start with the three minutes because it helps you find your way. Those questions can open up a whole other realm of, of possibility, of interest, of information, of pleasure. And it's good to uh, tiptoe in there. So if you go back and listen to the podcast I did with Betty Martin and also the replay of the Festival of Sexuality, Betty talks about the three-minute game and something called Awakening the Hands, which is a really beautiful exercise to do together as well. But that's in the replay of the festival, which you can get in my shop. So the final thing I want to talk to you about here is something loosely called Journey of the Senses. So when you take one of your senses away, say with a blindfold, so you take sight away, it heightens your other senses. And then you can play with them and entice them. And what that does, it does many things. For one, just the journey alone is really beautiful, really intimate. And there's lots of directions you can go in. And I'll say more about that in a minute. But what it also does is it trains you to drop more into the present moment. It trains you to follow each of your senses more accurately, more acutely. I'm not sure which, the, which is the right word there. And so that then when you're not blindfolded, you have a deeper sense of these senses. And then when you apply that capability in an erotic situation, then you are having a richer experience of all of your senses in an erotic way, which is really, really fucking beautiful, really deep and delicious. Um, it's a way of training your senses and, and a really beautiful way to do it. So let me give you a rough idea of what a journey of the senses might look like, but you can adapt it and make it your own. So if I was going to do this for a client, so I do this for clients sometimes, I would set the room up before they arrived. And I would set up a really beautiful display or like feast or kind of like a, like if you were setting the center of a table, a centerpiece, and it would have all the bits and bobs that you're going to use on it. And I would blindfold them before they came in the room. Now they could be dressed or undressed or partially dressed, whatever feels consensual and safe for both of you. And then I would take them in the room. I would get them seated somewhere, make sure they're comfortable and safe. And then if you're the, the one that's offering the journey, you are going to one at a time and slowly and gently and beautifully offer them 
different things to tantalize the senses. And I like to do one sense at a time. So for example, I might start with sound. And so I might shake some maracas a little bit in one part of the room, and I might ring a bell in another part of the room, and then I might have some sort of plinky-plonky instrument in another part of the room, and I might do some percussion. You don't have to have drums. You can use an upside-down pot or jar or even on your own body, just making different kinds of sounds. And you can do them close to their body and further away from their body. And they are encouraged to just delight in sound and to be focused on the present moment, what sound is being offered and how does it feel in their body. However, you do this in silence. I mean, obviously the musical instruments are making a sound, but you don't speak while you are doing these parts unless you absolutely need to. Then after sound, you might move on to scent. And I would have some things prepared so that might be different essential oils. I might have something that smells very strong, like a strawberry. I might have a lemon. I might have, I don't know, different things that smell. I like to use cinnamon because I really like cinnamon. But I use cinnamon oil. So when they sniff it, you know, if it's powdery, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go up their nose. So obviously don't do that. But different kinds of scents, you want to give them one not too close to their nose. Encourage, you might have to say, smell this. Or you might just see if they can smell it and they might move closer to it. Just kind of play with that. Make sure that they feel safe. And remember that they're probably feeling vulnerable because they're blindfolded. So I would do sound, scent, and then I might do taste. And for taste, I might go back to that strawberry. I might put a strawberry under their nose so they get a scent of it and then delicately touch it to their lip. They might bite it, or they might put their tongue out to taste it. You don't know. Um, but I might get a little erotic with them if I knew them well enough to do that. You can use, for taste, you can use things like strawberries or blueberries. But remember, you want to do some things with textures. So you might use a really thin slice of cucumber, because it's really cool and watery, and move that across their lips. Or you might pop a piece of chocolate in their mouth, but encourage them to hold it on their tongue for a moment. So lots of ways you can do that. Obviously, make sure that they're not allergic to anything. And yeah, fruits and chocolates work really well. Another thing that works well is something like fizzy water. If you put a straw in it and then put the straw in their mouth and then they get that, that kind of texture. And you can even pour the fizzy water into a glass and kind of near them so they get to hear it. They get the anticipation of it. They get to hear the fizzing and the effervescence and they they know that taste is coming and then you can put the straw in their mouth. And so you are kind of tantalizing and teasing and offering them this delightful journey of their senses. Then you can move on to touch and touch, obviously, it needs to be consensual. So you need to know what's okay and what's not okay. You might stroke their body or their face with your hands, with a silky scarf, with a feather, with a flower, or any other thing that seems really delightful to you. And then the last one is sight. And for sight, you can either remove the blindfold and let them see this glorious feast that you've set up that's really beautiful, or you can arrange it so that when they open their eyes, you are sitting in front of them and you begin to eye gaze with them and meet them there in that present moment. And then eventually they can look at the beautiful spread that you've created and then you can share in it together. 
you know, then they might offer you some stuff back a bit more informally, or you might move into something sensual, or it might be complete as it is. You'll decide on the day. Ooh, one of the other things I meant to say with touch, a really lovely thing to do with touch is to place different objects in their hands. So you might place like a cool stone or pine cone or something soft and furry and fluffy or a stuffed animal, just different things that have different textures that they can feel with their own hands as part of touch. So that's five ways to come back into intimacy with each other after there's been a bit of a break. Communication first and foremost, you know, what do you both need? How do you want to make it safe? Are there any expectations, hopes or fears, concerns, vulnerabilities? And then how do you want to proceed together as a team? The blog post I wrote, Non-Porn Roots to Arousal, exploring different kinds of toys, the three-minute game from Betty Martin, and A Journey of the Senses. And if you are curious about exploring any of those, really, I was going to say The Journey of the Senses, but any of those, and you don't have a partner to explore with, I would be delighted to do that with you. I would be delighted to offer you those experiences. So there's no reason to feel like you can't do it because you've got me that you can explore with. So if that's something that interests you, just email me and tell me what you need, what you feel drawn to, what lit you up as I was talking about it, what you're interested in, and we can create something really beautiful for you. Thank you so much for listening. Please let me know how you find these suggestions and sending you lots of love. Thank you for listening to the Sexual Alchemy Podcast with Rebecca Lowry. If this podcast has aroused your curiosity and you'd like to take things further, you can get a copy of my free video training, Reclaiming Your Intuitive, Confident, Sensual Self. The link is in the show notes below, wherever you are listening.